Welcome to Working Matters. My name is Carl Edwards. Visit us on the web at boldenterprises.com. Well, we are back with our fourth episode on clutter, friend or foe, with our good friend and producer, George Rosas. Hello. We are finding that clutter is different for everyone, and what we're looking for is what works for us. What is either keeping us unable to be productive where we can't focus or if we can't find things. And we're finding that with so much changing in technology that uh, the clutter uh, is increasing rather rapidly. And this week we're looking at communication, which is a very interesting topic when it comes to clutter, because as we know, communication is a two-way street. It's a two-way street. So someone else is involved. That's complicating. And there's so many ways to communicate. Too many ways. This morning, on my way here, I wanted to give you a heads up. I thought, should I call George? Should I email him? Should I text him? Or maybe he's just Facebook stalking someone right now, and I should send him a message on a social network. Facebook is a very poor way to communicate with me. Oh, see, I just learned something about the other person in my communication. So, yes, we got these two angles, and this is what's going to make talking about trying to communicate with someone interesting today, because we got a lot of choices. We've got more ways to communicate with people than ever. I didn't, we didn't mention um, the visual ways like um, Skype and the, boy, the terms escaping what is that, me. What is that thing when I, uh, I can, I can. Apple won't be happy that I yeah, can just call it teleconferencing. Can, oh, it's called, it's called FaceTime. Yeah. And uh, every time I, I FaceTime someone using my, my phone, the other person who answers says, wow, I've never used this before. <laughs> It's very cool, but uh, it's not, not, uh, it's just getting there. People are just yeah. starting to Well, they're new, and, and so it involves a choice. We have to choose every time, and there's so many. So it, it, it becomes a form of clutter, and we need to get through it, because if we uh, choose an oversimple answer, like, I'm, I want to be personal, therefore I am going to only use the telephone with people. Well, you know what? We are going to not have a lot of conversations because there's a lot of people out there nowadays who do not even answer their phone ever. That's right. And people give a certain amount of of credence to every type of communication. For example, I've, I've had situations where people try to email me about an issue and maybe they didn't hear from me right away. Maybe I was at lunch. So they pick up the phone uh-huh. and leave me a voicemail. Well, to a lot of people, voicemail is is a, a, is a higher alert level than say a, well I'm not sure if alert level is the way to put it but and, and people have a hierarchy Carl of communication right they think right. one is more important than the other for example if I'm just telling you what time we're meeting up maybe I send a quick text or if I call you you know maybe there's a, a deeper level of communication that people expect but does everybody know that is everyone on the same uh, level as you when it comes to placing which one is higher than the other? It doesn't seem like it. I think you can pretty much count on that it isn't. And so in communication, to use our communication hierarchy or our communication preferences as the criteria for choosing how we're going to communicate becomes a big problem and a big mistake because you thought the, what raised it on the importance level was leaving a voicemail message. And you don't know why they didn't get back to you, but on their hierarchy, voicemail is about the bottom of the, you know, the bottom of the pile because they had to stop what they're doing and, um, you know, 
dial the corporate number for voicemail. You have 17 new voicemails in your box. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, and, I, uh, you know we're all assuming ours is number one that they're going to hear. That's right. And I've had voicemail systems where it takes about seven taps on the phone before you can actually listen to the first message. You know, you know these, these navigation systems are all terrible. So for me, voicemail is the least preferred way to get in touch with me. But it seems to be that I'm in the minority there. All right. So we're all, we're already moving toward um, how we're going to th- how we need to think about communication. And one, we have to think about if we want our communication heard by the per- person or people that we are communicating to, we have to choose what communication means they have at the top of their hierarchy. Because once it goes out of our mouth or beyond our little fingers, it's gone. There's nothing we can do. It's in the universe. It's only what they do that matters. So we need to choose based on what the other person is going to prefer. Don't you wish that you could just type a message into your phone, Carl, hit send, and it would somehow magically know what the person's preferred way of receiving that message would be, and you wouldn't care about it. But that's not the reality. George, don't you know that you and I now own patent number 234764? Yeah, we should. 429.7. <laughs> 73. The issue is that we have to memorize this for every person in our, you know, in our address book, don't we? We <laughs> basically, basically. And, and, and when we get right back into a different form of clutter, whereas we're trying to get a hold of someone and we got to think, oh my gosh, does this person prefer um, being text or do they like email? And we got to go with, and if you don't know, you have to pick based on something else. And if you not if you pick wrong, but you, you, may, you may postpone your communication. Uh, a, a telephone person doesn't, you know, isn't looking at their email very often. They're not thinking they're going to get stuff from that. So we create a, a nightmare. We create our own nightmare just with the reality that there's a lot of people and a lot of contacts, work, friends, family, um, and a lot of ways to communicate, email, texting, phone, social networks, you know, visual conferencing that um, we end up not communicating. And that adds to people's, I think, stress levels sometimes. Because uh, another aspect of living in this society that we do is that, well, now people expect you to reply to them within five minutes, right? Mm -hmm. Or if it's a text, within 30 seconds, depending on the situation and who who your friends are. But don't you think, Carl, that people sometimes get (laughs) overwhelmed uh, by having to respond so quickly every single to every single message that they get, every single text, every single email. Oh, definitely. And it becomes its own problem because, again, the communicator always thinks what they have to say is important. And to the recipient, it may not be as important as other communications going on with them. So your communication might still be important, but you don't know that they have three other things or conversations going on that to them are more urgent, more going on than yours. And instead we get upset that we weren't answered because we are always assuming that no one's doing anything and they're just sitting there available. Waiting for us. Waiting to answer our next, our next question, <laughs> our next query. And we, we create all sorts of communication nightmares for ourselves. So how do we know if what we're doing is working for us or not? What are some clues maybe that we can 
look at to decide whether we're efficient communicators or whether we're you know wasting our time. Well, one of them is this what we're calling what I'm calling the upset factor. You're starting to get complaints that you don't answer things quickly, or you are frustrated that people don't answer you back. So you just it's just a clue. It's not an answer. No need to get worked up. But it's a clue that something's not working for one of the parties. And that's where you can start asking questions. And ultimately, the most effective thing to do when you start experiencing that is contacting the other person and asking them what their communication preference is. Now, we still have the problem of, work, of keeping track of that. Right. But what is finding out what their preference is. You know, I'm starting to discover that text messages are the new professional polite for me because I know I prefer just to be able to glance at my phone and am more likely to simply glance at my phone to see what the message is and assess its importance than listen to voicemail where I will not know what's in it. So I have all the other person is giving me all the control by sending me a text. I get to look at it right away. I get to assess for myself how it compares, how I will prioritize it with the other demands going on, and I can um, respond quickly if I'm in a position to. Whereas a voicemail for me is a black hole. I don't know if I'm if that's an urgent issue that needs to be dealt with right away in that message box, or if that's a invitation for a lunch next week. That's just a someone trying to get in touch casually. And as we talked about earlier, that we have this hierarchy that we give assign ourselves when it comes to the different communication methods. And uh, for me, sometimes I feel like if I, a voicemail would is a nag on somebody, I feel like I'm imposing rather than something like a text, which can't be responded to quickly. So one of the ways that I choose the levels of communications that are in my hierarchy and the way I place importance on things. But it really is up to you as a person to decide how you want to be communicated with. Maybe you have a, a job that requires you to be on the phone with other people during the day, and so you can't talk on the phone. Like I said, very personal ways to choose. And so your clue is what's not working or what's not getting through or where you're getting annoyed. So that means it's time for a conversation. Let's put it out at the explicit level. There is still a population out there in my circles who are um, not smartphone friendly. And so they either don't sign up for texting service in their mobile plans or they just aren't interested in that world. Oh, don't you hate when you text somebody and they, well, this happened to me anyway. Drops out into space. No, somebody said, you know, those text messages cost me 10 cents each. Well, now I'm mortified. Yeah. That's okay. There you go. Right. They want to keep it so they don't do the unlimited and you suddenly feel like you're putting something on someone's phone bill. I did. Yeah. And that that's a problem. And unrestrained, those 10 senses add up, but all by itself. It's hard to see people getting too worked up, but they do. <laughs> they and do. that's the point. That's the point, is you, you tried to make contact for one purpose, and your purpose got subverted because someone got a little bit annoyed about a ding on their phone bill. Right. And so, so what are we doing? We're looking for holes. We're looking for things that aren't working, and we're giving it a rethink, finding out what works best for the other person and what will be heard. And we are trying to hone down what works best, but the, the means are just overwhelming. Overwhelming. And again, this, this is a difficult more so than most topics it, to really 
conceptualize because it's not just about you when we're talking about communication. It's about your your circle. It's about the people that you're communicating with. And even more complexity comes in when you think about your different like different groups that you interact with. You know, you have your work groups, you have your personal groups, you have your family. And so, uh, yeah, for me, this was a very good topic. It does have me thinking about maybe the most efficient, best ways to communicate. Well, you and I are going to sit down as soon as we go off the air and write down the names of the people we need to contact and ask them their communication preference. We'll be here all day. <laughs> but that's what it comes down to, and that's what we'll close with, is there, just, is there may be a contact or two you need to make to just bring it out into the open, give someone a simple, direct, kind communication. When you message me a direct message on Facebook, I don't get it because I usually look at Facebook only once a week or so. You know, it would work better for me if you used my email as an example. And then you've dealt it. We don't need to get frustrated. We don't need to watch it balloon out of control. We don't need to contact all 500 people we know and give them our preference. Just case by case, when it's not working, make contact, ask the question, or give the information about what works best for you, whichever way the problem's going. And we'll go from cluttered and overwhelmed in our communication to getting it clear and through. I like that. Well, visit us on the web at boldenterprises.com. We'd love to hear your comments on the blog. I'd love to be in conversation with you about what's going on in your workplace and in your communication and your cluttered life. For now, this is Carl Edwards of Working Matters. We will see you next week for our last episode, which is a cluttered desktop. This podcast is a Bold Enterprises production.